It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonsoir. Good evening. Welcome to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. Bonsoir means good evening because I'm from France, if it's the first time you're joining the show. Let me start with a little story that happened earlier today. A friend of mine, young guy, probably 25, said to me, been with the same girl for three years, Yo, Simon, I want to understand why my girlfriend is obsessed by romance and she says I'm obsessed by the ooh-la-la and I should be thinking more romantic and I told her she should think more ooh-la-la and uh, send me more risque pics, right? Stuff like that. So I said to my friend, I said, listen, <laughs> we have to understand the difference once and for all. We think differently. We feel differently. We get turned on differently. It's a whole different world, men and women. What connects us is a love for each other, and then we express it differently. But it's not against each other. It's together we make it work. Just keep that in mind, because I think that's going to help him. So that's the first advice. You call that next. If you have a question for me, call 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Noël. Bonjour, how are you? Bonjour, bonjour, I'm good. What's going on between you and your husband since quarantine started? Well, when quarantine started, my husband started doing some art projects in the garage. Sometimes he creates pieces out of wood. Other times it's through welding metals. And they're, they're beautiful, beautiful pieces. But now that he's back to work, all of his off time, he is spending in the garage doing the art still. And I'm struggling with having him find the balance between continuing with his artwork and spending his time with me and the kids. I see. Um, do you feel he's escaping reality? Do you feel this art is an escape from his anxiety, from his own anxiousness? I don't think so. I think that it's... He's, it's just a passion of his. He's always talked about doing it. And quarantine gave him the time needed to really get it started. And so he just thoroughly enjoys it, which I understand because he's very good at it. Okay. Uh, have you had a talk about it before to kind of evaluate the situation? Yes. And his response is, is that he, what he's trying to do is get enough pieces where maybe he can quit his job and start selling them, which I think he's good enough, mm -hmm. but it's just too much right now. i got to ask you this, though. Do you miss him? Of course. The Very kids much. miss him? Of course. Um, I have an idea. I think, because you already had to talk, I would do a drawing, actually, the three of you, you and the kids, and said, we, we miss you, come home, and put it in the garage, a big one, because I want him to have this drawing in front of him every day. Instead of fighting over it, and will say, listen, we're proud of you, we miss you, come home, we want to spend more time with you. Okay. And let's see what happens, because I think that he's escaping reality, and all of us are doing the best we can, but the reality right. is also he's your husband, he's the father, and he has to know, and that's a positive message, it's not come back and feel guilty for leaving us alone. It's come back, we miss you, we love you, come home. I will do that. The kids will love doing the art project for their dad. And 
That I think yes. that's a great idea. All right. Let's see if Art helped to pass the message. Yes. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, Noel. Thank you so much for calling. Good luck to you and your family and have a good night. Good night, Simon. Coming up, I am going to go listen to Jonathan's voicemail because he has a question for me and I want to answer. So his voicemail is next. So if you have a question for me, 24-7, just dial 855-905-8255 and leave me your question in a voicemail and I'll get to it just like Jonathan did. Take a listen. Bonjour, Simon. Uh, my name is Jonathan and I um, do not drink and uh, I go on a lot of, on a lot of dates with uh, women who do, and uh, I seem to have a problem with interacting with people who do drink. And sometimes I don't even get a date because I don't drink, and you know they find that to be a problem. So I guess my question to you is, you know, how how to go about meeting the right people when uh, I don't partake in something that is considered, you know, a very social staple like drinking. Um, and what, what's the best way to uh, kind of circumnavigate that? Thank you very much. Jonathan, thank you very much for the voice and the question. Yeah, how do you have a dating life in a world where most people have a drink, two drinks or more when they go out, even just to relax? So let's talk about that next. What can you do if you're not a drinker or if you um, have addiction problems, so no, whether you don't drink by taste like me or uh, just you can't drink because it's one too many. And so uh, you want to have a love life, you want to date. And Jonathan you know, left me that voicemail, said just he doesn't drink and it's hard to date because of it. It's true. Uh, I've never been drunk in my life, uh, has never stopped me from dating anybody. But sometimes you feel a bit out of the circle of fun and, and, and all that. So here's my advice. Go and have fun. And don't worry about the drinking that people do around you, right? Lifestyle is important, but sometimes you might go to a bar, and that's obviously after pandemic, and meet somebody who maybe is drinking a glass of wine, but it, they will like you and love you for you for not drinking. There's nothing wrong with not drinking. There's nothing wrong with drinking. It's just, you know, it is what it is. Don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed. Just go for who you like. And then say hello. That's all it takes. Bonjour, hello, buenos dias. That's my advice. Who doesn't dare, doesn't live. You call the next. Bonjour, Nina. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Nina. So, um, what's going on with the guy you're seeing lately? How can I help you? Well, I really like this guy. Nothing physical has happened. I met him through a neighbor. We had great chemistry. Just very calming. Just good vibes. He's pretty busy. I'm pretty busy. We hang out on Sundays been maybe for the last month and a half and I really like being around him Simon but I think we want different things like I like I'm ambitious I work out I care about my appearance like he's very kind of sloppy he doesn't really care and then I feel like am I superficial Simon you know I like taking care of myself and he kind of seems like he kind of let himself go he's not really overweight but I do want someone who cares about their health and just certain things. So I don't I see. know. I gotta ask you: Have you ever kissed him? I've never kissed him. No. He always. But you said there's great him. chemistry. I mean, it's. I don't know if it's like off the wall, but I really like being around him. I like spending time with him. But do you want him? 
that's the thing. I feel like I would if he would like spruce up a little bit. No, like, no, no. Don't you don't want I, him. Am I being superficial? But no, 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 no. Nina, it's not about superficial. It's because your inner self is not attracted by the dude. Trust me. Take a super hot actor you like and dress him like the guy that you saw. But let's just put this guy in instead of him physically, right? It's just like it's going to be crazy because there is chemistry. But it's not about being superficial. Have no guilt. This guy is a friend of yours. You like him, but you don't want to jump his bones. The thing is, we can never deny ourselves this impulse. It's either there, not there. It's not you being superficial. It's not him being not enough that, you know, has to work out. I think it's best for you guys to be great friends forever, for life. But you're not going to change. He's not going to change. And you need a man that when you see and you tell me you have chemistry, you want to kiss passionately. But this guy's so nice, Simon. He's like the yeah, but nice, nice is not hot. Nice is the worst thing you can say about a guy. <laughs> Just like a guy <laughs> okay. saying about a girl. I, I met this girl. She's so nice. That doesn't mean anything good for the relationship. It means great for friendship. Nice is the killer for relationship. Nice. All right. Can't, we, I won't. can't deny okay. the truth. Nina, thank you so much for your call. Good luck to you. You know what to do. Life goes on. Thank you so much, Simon. You know, I just want to clarify something. When you meet somebody, what are the main signs that you guys have chemistry? I'm going to talk about that next. Stay with me. So, you know, when you meet somebody for the first time, you know, you have a vibe. You have, you know, you think you have chemistry. But what is it that you feel when you have chemistry? My last caller said at first, this guy was so nice. I said to her, nice? <laughs> Who wants to be called nice, right? Let's say somebody meets you and said to the best friend, this girl I met, she's, she's nice. You're not going to like that. Or this guy I met, is he hot? Is he He's nice. No. What you want to feel is an attraction an excitement, a spark, a, a feeling that, you know, there is a magnetic energy between the two of you. If that doesn't happen, and all you think after the first date, I met a very nice person, and you don't want to think about kissing them, you just want to hang out, there is the base of a nice friendship, maybe. But that's not going to lead to create a chemistry. So let me share with you a mistake I made about the exact same topic. Coming up next. So, you know, I do this show, so you don't do like me, but do better than me. Let me uh, share one of my many mistakes. One of them was early on in my life. I didn't realize, you know, or I didn't want to know, that when you uh, meet somebody new and you're the only one who finds the person attractive, uh, being a friend with the person is not going to make her want you. And I did that too many times. Basically, I would meet a very charming girl. I was so attracted to her. I wanted to kiss her, but I, I didn't feel she wanted to kiss me back. So I said to myself... Maybe if I give her time, she's going to like me more. And you hang out, and you become, you know, like friends awkward. And then she friends on you. You know, you feel you know, that feeling? You're being friend zone. And you don't get out of the friend zone. It's very, very difficult. And if you do, you have to ask her out to dinner and try to kiss her. But you already know in advance when it's too late. I did that too many times. So don't do like me. If after a first date or second date, max, you don't feel like kissing each other, move on. There's no chemistry there. That's, that's as simple as that. You call the next. If you have a question for me, call 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Jiriana. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Jiriana. So, uh, what's going on with your boyfriend? How can I help you? 
Yeah, um, I'm just wondering if this is like a red flag or something I should be concerned about. But um, mm-hmm. so a few times I'm, on my boyfriend's phone, a message has popped up from from like a, girls at work, and I've just seen things that say um, saw like the word drinks, and I saw like oh you're so funny, and then like oh that was so great today, and I finally you know said something to him about it and he kind of went off on me and lectured me for a really long time that that he's lost trust in me and so I don't know I don't know if he's like trying to turn the tables on me but I mean I felt pretty crappy about it but um let me make sure I understand did you snoop no it wasn't snooping I mean it was one of those things like the phone's there and and then it like lights up and you kind of look at it I mean I I guess in a way it's slightly snooping but it's not like I opened the phone and started like going through text okay so now tell me how did you feel when you saw those pop-ups between girls and him well like nervous Mm -hmm. like something was up well but I wanted to get to the bottom of it and kind of make myself not be nervous anymore like feel okay about it but instead like the tables kind of got turned and like I'm the bad guy okay so you have something for you that is he doesn't have you have this women intuition that is always right so here's the question to you Jayana it's gonna be very simple in your intuition yes or no do you think something is up I think there could be (laughs) maybe do you think something is up yes or no uh I I think yeah I think I mean, I've been trying to ignore that, but yeah, I think I think there is something up. I think so too. His reaction is what is is the red flag. It's that if somebody comes that has nothing to hide, would say, "Honey, I'm listen. Let's this is the story. Take a look. Take a look at the phone. Open up in front of you. Basta. You would at peace. You would have never called me. Instead, he gets really defensive, makes you feel bad, projects his guilt on you, and try mm-hmm. to lock you up in guilt so you never do it again." So he can do his shenanigans behind your back and you will feel guilty to even look at his phone. And that, oh that is not going to happen because you know better and you have to follow your intuition. Just remember, when you don't know, you said to yourself, if that would happen to my best girlfriend, what would I tell her? Or if that was my daughter and it happened to her with a guy, what would I tell my daughter? The answer is always the right one, okay? You're right. Okay. All right, Joanna. Thank you so much for your call. Be strong, be direct, and take good care of yourself. Okay. Okay, thanks. Question for you. If you're in a relationship, do you expect your partner to share his password with you or not? Let's talk about that next. If you're in a relationship, do you expect your partner to share with you his or her's password, right? So to open kind of their iPad, iPhone, you know, give you passwords. Is it something you expect? And should you expect it? So I think trust is not so much based on password or no password, it's based on you do what you say and say what you do. Um, I am not in favor automatically, especially at the beginning at all, to share password. Uh, I'm more into looking at what you do, um, you know, are you reliable? That's for me the most important sign of trust, not so much the phone on and off. Um, My parents don't share their passwords, I'm not into sharing passwords, but I'm into opening the phones in case you need to. So. That's my point number one. Point number two, if you suspect something is up, should you snoop and find out what is up or just ask your partner to open their phone in front of you? What works best? I'll tell you that next.
Say like my last caller, Jariana, that you're in a relationship and something is up, something pops up on your partner's phone or something is just not sounding right. And you wonder, is my partner up to no good? Should I snoop and find the proofs first before you delete them? Or should I ask him for his password? But then if he says no and delete, I will never know. What's the right strategy? Here's my advice. If you have a suspicion of a, or a doubt, you don't snoop. Snooping is stealing. Go straight to your partner and tell them, listen, I have a bad intuition. I may be wrong, but my intuition tells me something is up. Uh, please open your cell phone in front of me right now. I want to check something. If they have nothing to hide, they'll say, sure, sure, honey, no problem. Let's open it. If they find reasons for you not to see their phone, then you know something is up and it's the confirmation that what you thought is true. And you're in a better position because you haven't snooped, you haven't stolen information. That's my advice. Be direct, be upfront, be honest, and get the truth. You call the next. If you want to share a moment of romance with me on the rendezvous, it's very simple. Call now, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Viviana. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Viviana. So, you have a, a romantic moment, actually, that is important in your life that you want to share with me on the show. Go ahead, please. I do, I do. Um, I wanted to share with you the moment that I realized I wanted to be with um, my partner and uh, husband. Um, it was, yes. we were friends for about a year and we had the same friend group and um, we hung out all the time going out all of us in a group together and and our two friends were together themselves but but we were just you know solo friends um, and, and I was dating several people anyway long story short there was a magical moment where we went to a bar one night and it was low lit and beautiful and the moment was just right you know and mm -hmm. I looked at him and I saw in his eyes just a sparkle or something and I realized how what an idiot I was being um for not seeing him so clearly it was it was seriously so crazy it just hit me you know that wow mm -hmm. I've been so <laughs> I've been so blind you know and now I finally see him it was it was a very strange moment. I had never experienced anything obviously like that ever before, and we're still together uh, to this day. I asked him out that night. And he said, yes, I want. How did that moment felt emotionally? It was it was very emotional actually. Um, it 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 was a little overwhelming, <laughs> honestly, uh -huh. to tell you the truth. It was. Um, uh, a little, a little bit of shock, a little bit of a jolt of energy. Um, mm -hmm. There was a little, you know, nervous, nervous feeling in there too. But, but I, I, I knew, you know, and I, and that just gave me the drive to keep going forward and to to tell him. Um, I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, those those yeah. are precious moments. Thank you so much for sharing that unique moment in life when things like this happen. We. You know, we feel blessed and, and we appreciate it. Thank you for sharing. It's inspirational, Viviana, and, and many years of happiness to you and him. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. You're most welcome. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. Now, I want to finish the show about something I talked a lot in the last, I don't know, eight years I've been doing this show, about the power of therapy. And I wanted to know, for those of you who have been to therapy, if it helped your relationship or not. So that is next. 
So, question for those of you who've been to therapy in your life. Uh, do you think it helped your relationship? Do you think the fact to have somebody, a third person to talk to, somebody wise and uh, who has knowledge and also has the right distance to listen to you, uh, did it help you relationship or not? I posted that on my social media, at Rendezvous Radio, and actually 59% of you said, yes, it did help me and my relationship, and 41% of you said, nope, uh, my uh, time in therapy did not help my relationship. It's interesting. And I've been in therapy on and off for many years, and mostly on, and it has always helped me and the relationship I was in, so I'm very grateful for that. So I believe in therapy a lot, a lot, a lot. Thank you so much for listening to The Rendezvous, et bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.